It's been a long time since the cappuccino was fashionable. We go to one of those uh, cappuccino places. Cappuccino. Practice situational awareness next time you're at the gas station. Yeah, dude. Um, so when did you start weightlifting? Actually, I'm curious because I don't I don't know as much about you as they do, but I've seen you for years. Yeah, I started. So I was 14 when I started. I did my first meet in like early, it was like February of 2013. So that was like 10 years ago. Um, and then I've been doing it consistently ever since then. I, did, I started CrossFit in July of 2012. Mm. Like my brother just dragged me into like a free Saturday class and I fucking hated it. And but I told him I would go back and then um, we had snatched one day and then just looked up how to snatch, saw the cow strength videos and it just snowballed. That's it. Into a big thing. Did you watch the, yeah. oh, so was it, was it Spitz coaching it or Penlay back then or the Penlay? The videos? ones I watched, it was Penlay. Yeah, me too. That's actually, that's yeah. how I, I used to teach CrossFit for like a decade and um, yeah. that's how I would teach people how to snatch was I would just steal everything he said step by step. Yeah teach them from the top down and it was yep. so much better than what I saw getting taught in normal CrossFit gyms. Yeah. That's still how I do it today. Just yeah. top down progression. It's, it's the easy. best. It's the best. Cause I always hear like coaches will be like, how did you oh. teach, how did you teach them to use their hips? And it's like, start at the top. So much easier. Yeah. Literally. Boys, the boys are here. What's, What's up? up? What's up dudes? You guys talking what about up, guys? Are, are we recording? Yes. I'm a penis. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are we're recording. Live? Oh yeah, we're uh, are you guys talking about teaching uh, snatch cleaning jerks from the top down? That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what that's what dumbasses do that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Here we go. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm on the. You know, teach someone how to lift weights. Like the bar starts at the floor. Shouldn't you start at the floor? <laughs> okay, well, just shit on our parade then. Fuck it. To be totally clear, to be totally clear, I've uh, I've taught like whatever, like over a hundred seminars, and I definitely teach from the top down approach. <laughs> yeah, you're just shitting all over yourself right now. <laughs> there we go. Cal strength, Cal strength, dude. Pen, of course, you teach top down approach. That's the uh, that's the only that's, that's the only way we all do it. What do they say? Tops down, rim spinning. Tops down, rim spinning. That's right. You got to get up to get down. You know, that's what I try and tell people. It. This is episode 149. Almost at 150. That's a huge milestone whoa, in my opinion whoa. and we got a couple dogs in the house today dude we got a dog in them four d's in the house we got you know double d squared dealing dean, danny and dean and uh be cute be cute i can't just say dylan or you guys are gonna be all fucked up what are we gonna what are we gonna do here well you got uh grant we'll call dylan grant yeah just call me grant there we go i got two first names it works yeah. But, um, yeah, Dylan Cooper is on the show. Ladies Cooper is also a first name. Dylan Cooper also has two first names. Yeah, you can call me Coop. That's fine, too. Grant and Coop. I like Coop. No like Dylan's Coop. today. Coop's great. No, 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 just yeah. Grant and Coop. Just a really, really simplified thing. We'll just call neither of you by your names that I'm used to calling you yes. when I speak to you. <laughs> Correct. And that'll yeah. make everything nice and smooth. Correct. I want to I wanna start out. Did you already introduce Dylan? Uh, no. Dylan, did you already do, introduce? Not fully. I was no. just great. Did you in, in, introduce Cooper? I didn't. No, you've just been fluffing so far. I've been fluffing. <laughs> okay, good. Very good. So this is Dylan Cooper. He is the top dog. You know what I'm saying? He is the head of Dozer Weightlifting. Something you Dozer created. Yeah. Dozer Weightlifting. It's it's huge now. I'm uh, congratulations on a massive following. And he Appreciate is it. an American weightlifter who just told us he started in CrossFit and hated it. And um, what I like about his videos are that they're educating and entertaining. Very hard to do both. But educating you, and, and inspirating. Yeah. And uh, you let your personality show, which I think is important too. Um, it makes me want to watch more of them just to see the jokes in between and the good tips. Well, so a lot of things. Yeah. One thing about that that's interesting. There's a lot of people who videos are better if they don't let their personality show. That is there true. You know? um, and uh, so, yeah. Actually, well, especially in weightlifting, because there's a lot of personality, uh, lack of personality or personality disorders. In, in the it's the problem. It's a serious <laughs> problem with weightlifting. Hey, problem. so Dylan, I think uh, one of your more recent videos that, um, I don't know, viral is the right word, but got a lot of shares. And actually, I'm in a viral. Yeah, we call it that. Yeah. Went viral. Uh, I'm in a group of a bunch of dudes that 
uh, help each other out. Like basically we just explained to everybody how we fucked up as a parent or husband. And then everyone else says like, Oh yeah, I've made that mistake. This is what I did differently. And we kind of like help each other out. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, different, uh, memes or reels get shared in there. And a lot of times they're usually like positive, like motivational stuff. And yeah. one of yours popped in that group, not by me, but popped in that group by somebody else who I didn't even know they followed you or had anything to do with you. And in fact, they didn't follow you or have any idea who you are. And so you're the real just kind of hit their feed. The algorithm fed it to them. Right. And it was That's one good. we were talking about how you're, during lifting, like between lifts, you're just kind of talking uh, stream of conscious style and yeah. uh, about how like women will post a video and they get all their friends, oh yes, queen, and all, all this, all this stuff. And but a dude's post a video and it's like crickets. Like guys, uh, like females are much uh, quicker to compliment the other one on their video or encourage them on their videos yes. and the things they're doing. Whereas guys just don't do that as much. Um, and so you want people to to drop some uh, crown, some male crowns and some, some eggplants, some eggplants and some, some eggplants, eggplants, maybe, and maybe <laughs> yeah. a couple uh mermans, mermans in there. Right. Or maybe like yep. a little, you want, you want some emojis and things in there. And it was really just more about at least my take on it. And I kind of, our group's take on it is just, uh, you know, guys need to be there for each other also and support each other also. And it's it's like, uh, it needs to be more a part of the the culture and and that type of thing. And, you know, can't be afraid to support each other, help each other out, you know, show some emotion and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like the missing thing. Like male suicide is four times more yep. likely than female suicide. There's this fly buzzing around. Um, and I feel like the main reason for that is just like, men don't support each other, don't communicate with each other. And it's kind of a bummer because like, if you're a girl and you have a small circle of friends, you can post something, you can get tons of comments, all this validation, because like women do such a good job of having each other's backs and like making sure they feel valued and stuff like that. And that's like not even a thing that registers in a guy's brain. Like maybe there's right. a guy out there that's posting all of his stuff. And like most of the time when a guy sees someone posting their stuff like that and they're like oh look at this weirdo just posting all this stuff and no one's liking it or commenting or anything right. really that guy just wants like one person to be like good fucking job dude and like just, King. It, <laughs> yes exactly and it takes literally no effort to do that and guys just don't do it right and i feel like yeah. that's like i'm a pretty good commenter i comment on a lot of shit i'm a, I'm a free i comment more on posts than i do like post my own shit anymore i feel like anyway yeah. i'm a pretty act but i also think it's because it's part of my job Right to do that, like on the yeah. personal pay on a from a per, or a brand side, then also a personal side. I'm always like commenting on people's shit. How many people ask if you and Zach are brothers? None. Calendar. Yeah. Well, that's really that's that's, that's, no, that's no longer true. Uh, in fact, yeah. someone actually said it to me the other day. Was it here? Someone say here? I I, I think I might. Not you. Like I was like these guys I, look like they could be. What's up with Dylan and his brother? And we're like, that's not his brother. <laughs> I thought, that was even more facetious. And then I looked I at it and I was like, ah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Tall look, dudes in stash. Tall, tall guys. Similar body types, though. You know, you know, exomorph kind of like, like not like super bulky guys, you know, leaner mass guys. Yeah. yeah. Tall. He's just like tall. the elongated form of me. He's just like me plus, just a bigger version. Is he? <laughs> XL. Cooper yeah, but it's up. okay because you're stronger. <laughs> yeah, that's stronger and a better way. He's on deadlift though, so he has that. Yeah, he's got, but he's got listen, longer arms. Deadlift is is a stupid fucking exercise, right? I don't care how much anybody deadlifts because I think uh, okay, I understand some people might give the counter argument that it's the ultimate exercise because just grabbing something from the floor and standing up with it is like the most basic expression of strength. What I yeah. would say is that's just simply not true because it's a stupid fucking exercise because I don't like it. I think so, I would, <laughs> when I think of man strength, I think of, I think of picking something up and getting it to your shoulder. Got to get it overhead. You know, it's overhead. It your, yeah. Overhead's good too. But I think like, I think of like strong man. I think of like, like bare bones, like them picking up rocks in Ireland, like getting it to the shoulder. Then like, that's like things? a, it depends on the rock. Yeah. I think there's different rocks for different things. There's one rocks that only deadlift, right? No, sure. So it's like, I don't know. In my head, I always think of like to the shoulder. What? Well, check it out. Here's the deal. This is what I'm thinking. If there's a, a there's something on the ground, anything, a rock, 
uh, barbell, uh, small child, whatever. There's something on the ground. One person picks it up. They get it to their waist. Another person gets to their shoulder. Another person locks out their arms overhead. Which one of those more impressive? No, probably the last one. That's right. Hell yeah, dude. Deadless stupid. Well, that's fair. Well, it's also bottom to top. Fuck that shit. We've already established that. <laughs> yeah. so, so Dylan, when did you when did you start Dozer? What and then also in the same sentence of that, was that always in your like wanting to do that? Always starting a barbell club? Was that always something you wanted yeah, to do? Yeah, I knew I wanted to be a coach. I just didn't really know how to do it. Like I didn't go to college. I didn't do any of that stuff. So like I didn't really have like a business brain. I was just an athlete for pretty much when I started high school until I started Dozer. And I remember I left Cal Strength. I just had a lot of injuries and that's all on me. And I was just like, I'm just going to go somewhere else, do something else, try to build back some excitement for weightlifting. So I moved down to College Station where Texas A&M is and tried to start something up with a guy. Uh, that fell through. So then I moved back to North Carolina, like right when COVID was hitting and things were getting weird. I was like, I don't know how weird this is going to get. So I'm just going to go to where my family is. Yeah. Go um, home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when I was there, I was like, I'm going to start my own thing. Um, didn't just did everything under my name for like a year. And then like, what was it? Probably late 2020, I titled it Dozer and it took a while to just figure out like how to actually get things moving because I feel like when you go from being an athlete to being like someone that needs to like build a business and try to sell stuff and market yourself like weightlifters they have no knowledge on how to do that so it just was tons of trial and error and I think I finally like cracked the code on how to like connect to people and like build trust without directly talking to them and stuff like that but I feel like now I have it set up it was a long yeah, it was a long road to get to that point to where I was like, okay, I feel like this is working. I'm just going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. What is Dozer? What the hell is Dozer mean? What's f- it's a funny story. Uh, I got to Cal Strength and um, West called me Dildozer. <laughs> Classic. And then he just kept calling me Dildozer for like three months. And then he just started calling me Dozer after that. And he called me that. Dozer pretty much the whole that's, time I was there. That's the outcome of the story. That's yeah. Dylan, I, I see like how this Dil- Dylan, Dildo, Dil, Dildozer, like Dildozer, Dildozer yeah. goes to Dozer. It makes a lot of sense, actually. That's funny. Yeah, the credit for the name goes to Wes completely. Okay. Oh my God. Well, shout out Wes. I've kids. never, I didn't know that yeah. story. That's great. I'm going to go see Wes in uh, about a month and be out there. And yeah. Dozer. So oh, I'm yeah, going to call, I'm going to call, still. I'm going to call him uh, Dill Wesser. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We got some time wet, to think of something to call him. Wet, wet, Wes. Wet, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll think of something. Gross. We'll think of something. We'll yeah. work on this. Uh, Let's call him Wet Kiss. He loves that. Wet wet he does kiss. love being called Wet Kiss. <laughs> wet kiss. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, basically being an athlete from the start of high school until, you know, I mean, currently a couple of years ago is kind of when you sh- made the shift a little bit more to, to coaching and stuff or a focus yeah. change maybe. Um, so through high school and stuff, what, what was your like main sport? What kind of got you uh, like really got you all in on weightlifting, right? Is it a classic story of like, you just weren't good enough at other sports. And so this is kind of your option. Pretty much. I mean, I, before high school, I wrestled. I never wrestled in high school. Um, and then once I left wrestling, I had done like every sport there was before that, I had, like baseball, soccer, basketball, even like rock climbing, skateboarding, like literally everything I could do. And then I did wrestling, quit that. And then there was like a two year period where I was doing nothing. And I was just like, I li- like my main thing then was solving Rubik's Cube. Do you have one? You got, what I did. You got on the desk and there? I got like really good at it. Do I? No, I don't. Uh, I got one in here somewhere though, but I like was good at that. And that was a thing, you know? Yeah. And I uh, literally competed at like Rubik's Cube Nationals and stuff. Yeah. Consulted blindfolded and all that stuff. That's awesome. You're you're, you're blindfolded. Yeah. All right. I have an official solve blindfolded, so I have proof. It's a real thing. (laughs) All right. um, I've seen seen this. I've seen all this on YouTube. Yeah. I, uh, Knew like I had some athletic ability because I was like naturally pretty good at everything I picked up and just wasn't doing anything was kind of turning into a slob at like a young age. And my brother was just like, let's I'm doing CrossFit. Go do this uh, community wad on Saturday. 
it's free. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I remember I went there and it was like two minutes on, two minutes off of like five different exercises. And like by the end of that, I was like blacking out on the floor, about to throw up. And I'm like, I'm never doing this shit again. Like a fight gone bad kind of thing or something. Yeah. And he pressured me into signing up and I was like, okay. And then the first workout we had, there was snatches. They taught us how to do the snatch. And I like, it was, I couldn't even do an overhead squat with a PVC pipe. And I like saw everyone else that was really good at it. And for some reason, when I see people do something impressive, my brain's like, I need to learn how to do that and be really good at that because that's impressive. And so I got on YouTube, looked up how to snatch got like one of those bars that had like no sleeves it didn't spin at all it was just doing snatches like in my front yard like putting oh yeah three inch holes into the yard and <laughs> did that for like a few months and then just decided to like do full weightlifting did didn't do a program for a long time was just maxing out like five days a week <laughs> do you, Literally do you for remember two that years. those videos you watched do you remember what they were or who it was it was all the early cal strength videos like 2011 oh, nice. cal strength Oh, like with and, the Glenn, Glenn Penley yeah. walk. So you learned from the top down approach. Yeah, I sure did. There you go. It sounds like yeah. from not knowing you, it sounds like you just like things that are really hard and you yeah. just kept trying things. It's like, you said it was hard, like CrossFit and stuff, but it's like, to me, it sounds like nothing was hard enough until you found weightlifting and you're like, okay, this one's a fucking mountain. Like, let's go on yeah. this one. And I honestly think because I found weightlifting and there's these European dudes that are just geared as fuck, like doing shit that's impossible. I was like, that's the ceiling. And I'm probably never going to get there. So I have all this room to just keep improving because I'm never going to be satisfied with it. Yeah. So I was just able to like, all right, I can put my foot on the gas with this as long as I can. And I can like, I'm still, I hit my PR, my most recent PR like late last year. So I'm still improving there's still room to improve and i can like feel that so it's never really gotten boring for me it's the first thing that's never really gotten boring yeah i love uh complicated or i say highly technical um things like to do right um just because yeah yeah, you're never it's never going to be perfect right like you're you're never going to like kind of hit like the 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 ceiling for potential almost doesn't exist right it doesn't not with weightlifting and and it's great to like do something new and be really bad at it because that fatty part of the learning curve you know you get so much better so fast and then it slows down eventually but there's you know you can be better it's like so quick i think it's why a lot of i mean golf's a good example and why a lot of uh athletes or ex-athletes like drawn to golf towards the end of their careers or at the end of their careers Mm -hmm. because it's something that's like highly technical and you can like, you can definitely improve and you know, like the more I work on this, the better I get. And there's, a you'll, never be satisfied. And you'll never be satisfied. And honestly, like, unless you're going every single day, like you're never going to hit your ceiling, you know, um, yeah. like the average person. No. Right. No. And so it's, it's kind of that same thing. Um, I just, actually you mentioned rock climbing. I've been going to the climbing gym a couple of days a week for the past couple of months. It's the exact same thing. I'm like, man, these yeah. people are so much better than me at this. I'm so, I'm like so bad, but then it's like, yeah. you're, every time you go, you, you can tell I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely a little bit better than last time. A little bit better. Yeah. And there's no ceiling to it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like well, that feeling, feeling of like in the envisioning building. things. <laughs> yeah. It's the feeling of envisioning things that like you see people do. It's like, I want to be able to do that. And then that day you, yeah. you like do that. And it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like the best feeling there is. And like, yeah. it was like building up in weightlifting. Like I want to be able to, catch a really good bounce out of a clean like Ilya yeah. does and then one day you like feel that and you're like oh shit I could do that yeah. again and make it even better and it's like and there's also such a definitive mark for progress like literally yes. a number on the bar I could not like, do this now I can like there's very like yeah like yeah and you guys like, like, you got 140 I want to snatch 140 and then you snatch 140 and it's like oh I, I did it that and it just feels yeah good. man and every kilo is just another one of those situations. So it's just endless possibilities to feel good about yourself pretty much. Yeah. And also you've always got an ace in the hole. You know, if you want a PR on any given day, you just do an exercise you've never done before. Yeah. And you can you make know? up some crazy shit with weightlifting. Oh yeah, dude. Like you can make up <laughs> a barbell complex. complex. Yeah, exactly. Some shankle type complex. Well, I just the do, shankle complex. What I'll do a lot of times yeah. is pick an exercise and I'll just do a seven and a half rep max. Oh, there you go. You just do the half rep, you know, and then like you've never done a seven and a half rep max before. I remember going to Gold's Gym in Vegas with Kendrick Ferris, and he was doing mm. uh, three inch squats. <laughs> yeah, uh, <and> <laughs> serious. Oh, and yeah, he just he, did a ton of three inch squats. 
put the bar on his back, go down about three inches, about 20 times, put it back on. I'm like, okay, this is, apparently this is what I'm going to start doing now because he's an Olympian and I'm yeah. not. There's got to be some use to that too. That well, mid, Midline, right? Like a great mid, great midline stability, I'm sure, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember what he said, why, like why he did it. I think he said like, oh, this is something. Yeah, man, got to fill the weight. Yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, like, like, right, well, he's man, like, and yeah, a few he, words. Yeah, can I go next? <laughs> like Dean said, he's an Olympian, so he's like fine tuning. He's done like he's probably done seven and a half rep maxes. He's done everything. He's just trying to find new <laughs> no things. No one knows what the hell he's was it's doing. Like when you see a huge yeah. bodybuilder, like a pro bodybuilder, doing like his like forearm just tiny, and then you have all these new yeah. kids coming in, just seeing this giant doing forearms, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna do forearms to look like that guy." And you don't look like him ever, but you're trying to because you're just witnessing him do it. But it's so, like he's fine tuning; he's done everything yeah. else. So, Dylan, what with the coaching? What coach do you look up to for whatever reason? Maybe it's because their business acumen. Maybe it's because the you like the way they teach, or you like the way they coach, or you like the way their athletes move. Is there a weightlifting coach that you kind of? Uh, I don't know if I'd say aspire to be, but that inspires you. Yeah. Um, the main one's Don McCauley. I think as far as like being a true weightlifting coach, I don't think yeah. anyone was as close to that as he was like, as far as like being able to communicate and relate with athletes and just be a good, like mentor slash coach. I look up to Ray Jones a lot. CJ's coach. Um, yeah. He's fantastic with that. Like I remember, when I was at world championships in Georgia, I hurt my back two days before I had to pull out after snatch was like yeah. completely beat up about it. And he, he was like the dude in the back room, like helping me through it. And like, was he's really good at talking athletes down. Cause like, you know, if you've ever tried weightlifting, you have that workout or that competition that just sends your emotion into orbit and you're, you right. can't get back down and you're just like being able to pull people down back to earth and just be like, telling them to calm down and putting things into perspective is really hard to do, but he was really good at that. So I look up to him in that way. But as far as like coaching goes, I feel like there's coaches and then there's like true weightlifting coaches. There's coaches that like look at science, build these perfect programs and just craft up like what would work from a scientific standpoint. Like, Oh, if you do this load across this period of time with these reps and we sure. progressive overload this way, like you're going to make progress. And then there's weightlifting coaches like Don who put together these programs that are so different than anything I've ever done. Like the way he would program is he would have your working set start from the bar all the way up to your percentages. And he would just manipulate all the way through like that. And uh, his technical coaching was perfect. His cues that he would drop were absolutely perfect. And he was a weightlifting coach for his whole entire life. Like, yeah, he was in weightlifting when he was young. And then he coached literally for like 40 years. So like just his outlook on everything, he was just a like as true as a weightlifting coach could get. Like he's in his blood. So what's the, what's the goal? Like, I know that you're, you know, you're doing this coaching. Um, is there, I don't know. If, well, sure. Is there like an end goal or is there something like I'll feel as though I've had success as a coach when, or is there something, you know, or maybe you've already found, had that or found that or whatever. Right. But is there something you kind of got your eye on that's because as a, especially as a, you know, an athlete, you're, we're so athletes are so goal driven, whether or not it's like, I wrote down this goal or whether it's like, I just want to snatch 141 day. Right. Um, yeah. And so do you have some sort of a goal attached to the, the, your weight, your coaching you're doing right now? Yeah. I mean, my main goal was just to be able to fill up my days with doing this stuff, like yeah. just have enough access to people and people I can coach and everything like that to where I can literally cater my whole entire day to doing exactly this. And I've definitely reached that point, especially recently. So now I'm like, there and I made it there so I can just wake up every morning and be like okay I have shit to do and and it's my whole day is wrapped around exactly what I wanted to do so I was just trying to my goal was to build that kind of life to where I could still feel like I'm productive and doing things but also having all those things be exactly what I want to do so now that I'm there I'm just continuing to do it I feel like I'm really lucky to be able to just spend all my time and energy into exactly what I want to be putting it into yeah. So now I'm just like doing as much as I can, perfecting everything as much as I can and just trying to expand. Do you, do your, your coaching or programming stuff like that, is it uh, more group based? Like, do you have a kind of like a set program you send out to group of people or is it all individual or is it a mixture of the two? 
So it's a mixture. The I have the Dozer Dog Pack, which is the <laughs> cycle I've really been pushing lately. And with that one, everyone's on the same day at the same time. Um, you can jump right. in whenever. We have different cycles every month. Um, and that one's just kind of geared to everybody. Like each training phase targets something different. So if you have any weaknesses, like that's going to be hit eventually. And if we're not hitting one of your weaknesses, it's probably stuff you need to do anyways, because just work in general makes you better sure. at weightlifting. Um, sure. But it's never repetitive. Um, but that one is definitely more widespread to everyone. The remote coaching that I do, um, which is actually closed right now, just because I'm up to 60 people and I don't want to pass that because I don't want quality to drop. That's more individualized. I have hundreds of programs written, depending on what they need, I'll give them a program. I'll tweak it a little bit if I have to kind of gear the program towards them based on what they need. Most of the time, like this is a common misconception. People think they need like this super specific program, but it, it kind of relates to like the 18 year old that thinks they need to get on steroids. Like you need to like develop first before yeah. you actually know what you need to do. Like if you're not yeah. good at the snatch because your overhead's not solid, you probably just need to snatch more. And then once yeah. you get no. really good no, <laughs> I love you. Once you're developed, you this is you then just, you can like you just won me over. You need banded snatches <laughs> and shit like that to get better at overhead stability. What are talking about? It's like the guy. This is like one of my pet peeves, man. It's like some guys in there squatting with like chains and bands, and I'm. I was like, hey, dude, let me help you out here. Like, if you can't back squat double body weight. You just need to do more fucking squats. Like yeah. you don't need chains. You don't need bands. In <laughs> fact, all that shit, all you're doing is in the future when that stuff might have a place, if you wanted to go that route, whatever you're like, you kind of like pulled the rug out already, you know, like it's like, and furthermore, I'm not sure that unless you're planning on like being a power lifter, like you ever need to do that shit. Like you can get, you can get strong enough to back squat by back squatting, right? Like that's like literally probably. like you could walk up to that guy with all the chains and bands and be like, you know, what's just as good as this five by five, three times a week. You know, you're just good at this and not having the bands on there. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, like there's I, the argument put more, that, put more weight on less chains, more weight. Like that would be like the better yeah. way to go. You know, like there's also the argument that like doing that stuff makes it more interesting and more entertaining. Yeah. And more well, it sounds cool. Like the chains sound yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Time, if you yeah. really want to make good progress, you kind of have to learn how to do shit that's boring and just be okay with doing shit that like you don't want to do. And if you get really good at doing shit you don't want to do, you're going to be way stronger than everyone because everyone's having to do this specific program that's fun and all that stuff. But like, Dude. that's not always going to be the shit that makes you good at weightlifting. The shit that makes you good yeah. at weightlifting is being really good. That's like the Travis Mash quote, mastering the mundane. Like that's. Yeah, super applicable to being good at weightlifting because you have to be down to do shit that you just don't want to do. Oh, yeah, but you it's know, one of the I, biggest separators. Oh, but you know, yeah. it's it's uh my squat. You know, it's like I got this. Uh, you know, it's at the top. I feel like if I just get more power at the top, you know, so that's why you use these chains. So you know, it takes a load off the bottom and it's heavier at the top. It's like yeah, man, or just like put more weight on and try and move the bar faster. <laughs> yeah. Like just try and move the bar faster, man. Like it's like yeah. not it's not that complicated. Like and. Oh, well, I've man. seen this a million times because even like, you know, my coach um, for a, a lot of years, Ben Claridad, like he has a very uh, same opinion, right? Of like, you know, everybody does the same program. You don't necessarily need any specialized programming. Um, but also it's also very like basics, like like mastering the basics in different varieties and different uh, um, rep schemes, right? And then like yeah. you see people just get burned out, you know, and like they just don't, not, a lot of people just can't, just wrap their hand around that. They want to get better, but they don't want to stick it out with the more the, the mundane day-to-day -day training. Yeah. And it's like I saw so many people come and go out of the gym, and it's like, you know, those people are never going to be good at anything. Yeah, especially yeah. weightlifting. Like thinking that they, oh, I, you know, I, I just think I need something that's a little bit more specific to me. If I had a dog for every time I fucking heard that, oh, people like venting to me like after the workout, like Man. I think I need something a little bit more like catered to, you know, my issues i'm like no nah, i don't think so i think you just gotta just try like his whole thing was like trust the process he was saying that like yeah. a lot of people say that but he was always kind of saying that like i feel like in the weightlifting community online like a long time and i always remembered like associating that phrase with him but maybe that's just because that was my bubble but 
It's like as I was thought as I was like our mantra was just yeah. like trust the process. Like just fucking just show up every day and you're gonna get fucking better. It's just like yeah. simple as that, dude. Well, you don't need fucking a million different fucking programs and fucking complicated shit. Drove me nuts. Yeah. The truth is that's true in almost everything. Yes. Right. Like CrossFit's the exact same shit. Everyone's like, oh, I gotta do this competition programming. I gotta it's do like, comp train. No, I gotta do fucking I gotta do comp uh, training. I gotta do whatever. And like Dingleberry Fox. Like, I gotta, yeah, dude, you gotta do the Dingleberry Fox. And like nothing's wrong with with those different like programs for following whatever like hwpo or, or misfits like nothing's wrong with doing those but what's also yeah. true is that uh like a year ago there was a guy at the crossfit games who does who works out like who does the uh who goes to a gym and does the class workout five days a week and then like runs on the weekends like it's true like you just need to do shit like it's it's do maybe the same thing you see the same thing you just, like maybe you need more volume but that's it you just need more volume you don't need something special just for you or you don't need this other shit like you just need to work harder i also and, think it's like, important get that, better at the basics i think like, it's also important that you connect on when like comes to dylan for example right like because they connect with him they like him yeah they uh you know his programming is good also obviously well, but it's like that's the most important job of yours is like you can connect with these people yeah. and keep them on track well, to stay around. But it's like, that's yeah. the most important part of the coach is just to connect with the athletes and, and be a good like communicator and be a good you know cheerleader. In a and way. it needs to be so an like being like coddling an intelligent program, right? Like what's the benefit of like working with like Dylan, for example, right? It's like, well, because you know, the program you're getting from him is actually thought out and it's an intelligently programmed thing. It doesn't have to be this, everybody gets their own special thing every single time. It's like, oh no, this is a program that I know works. And if you have this problem, this program is, addresses that, but it's not be, it's not by doing all these like weird funky shit. It's about like doing the basics. It's like the idea of virtuosity, right? Like doing the common uncommonly well, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Be, become an expert at this shit. And here is one that's set up the right way. And then you'll be set. You're fine. Yeah. You know? And I, I think the, I posted this real recently where like they did a, I don't know if you guys saw it, they did a study on a bunch of the cleaning crew at yeah. a hotel I just, and they yeah. told half of them that like, this is really good for your health. If you do this every day, your health markers are going to get better. Then they didn't tell that to the other half. The half that they told that to after three months saw their cholesterol drop, they lost weight, they got a lot healthier. And then the people that they didn't tell, there was no change at all. So like right. just the simple act of like believing in what you're doing right. is going to make or break a program. And if you believe in what you're doing, it's going to make it very, or a lot easier to invest yourself in that. And yep. it's going to make it a lot easier for you to stay disciplined because you're like, if I stay disciplined and I just suck it up and do this stuff every day. It's going to end up working because it will. And yeah. I think the universe is very rewarding if you put in effort it gives you stuff back that's just how it is with anything like with business if you put more effort into what you're doing you're going to get more in return with being an athlete the more effort you put in the more progress you're going to make and if you're doing that and you also believe in what you're doing right that's like the superset to just blow up your progress but if you're missing one of those it's real easy to just do stuff in the gym, get home, be lazy as shit, eat like shit. If you're doing everything, like you're getting home, you're eating the same thing every day, you're going to bed at the same time every night, you're mastering like everything and you're believing in everything you're doing, then you can absolutely explode. Well, I think those things go together, right? Like if you believe in the program, you're going to subconsciously make other decisions in life that are going to benefit you, right? Like that study with the hotel yeah. workers, right? It's like, oh, this being on this cleaning crew, you burn so many calories. It's so good for you. It's great exercise. Well, I'm sure they probably like felt good about that. And then like when something, if they had to walk a little farther, they're like, all right, like this is good exercise anyway. It's like their mindset yeah. towards the whole activity. And then just probably in their entire, in their life, at work, outside of work, they just probably made different choices because yeah. they believed they were doing this healthy thing. Same thing. You believe exactly. in the program. Like you said, you get home. It's like, yeah, okay, what do I want for dinner? It's like, well, I kind of want to stop and like get pizza on the way home. But you know what, man? Like I'm on this program. Like I'm going to get good at weightlifting. That's more important to me. So I'm going to well, make better choices Today's International dinner. Pizza Day today. Is it? Way. Today is, yeah. Sure. So everybody go get a today slice today if you can. Um, <laughs> CK for 20% off. Do some deadlifts too. Do some deadlifts, eat some pizza. Just waste your day. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, yeah. so Dylan, do you help any athletes with like, uh, maybe like that need a little bit of not saying like you're writing out fucking macro programs or maybe you are, um, for like nutrition help. Are you helping any athletes with nutrition or are you just kind of like telling no. them like, really what I do? 
Yeah, I'll give them recommendations. Like typically my recommendations for nutrition are like eat whole foods, try to eat similar stuff every single day. Like when I'm training, training, like the way I format my training is before meat, I'll go hard outside of meat prep. I will just coast, but like yeah. in meat prep, I'll be doing, I'll eat like six, like I'll have oatmeal, eggs, sweet potatoes, chicken, steak, rice. And those will be like the only foods I eat. I don't go outside of that. I'll eat four meals a day. I want to eat like snacks or anything like that. And just making all your calories, like quality food is going to be the big difference. If you're eating a bunch of processed shit that your body doesn't like, your joints are going to hurt your stomachs or your digestion is going to get fucked. Like everything's going to fall apart. If you eat whole foods every day, then you'll be fine. But that's like the only advice I'll give. I'm not certified nutrition or anything. So I'll like, give suggestions, yeah. but I won't be like, here's exactly what you need to do. Yeah, you need, you need 30 grams of carbs per meal. The, uh, yeah. Well, it's funny because like, if you just like took that advice, you know, it'd put a lot of, this is like kind of our running joke on this podcast is like our, our nutrition advice is always like that. It's like, yeah, just eat real food. It's kind of the whole industry just like summed up yeah. of like nutrition, but it's all just, everything else is just about profiting off of just like bullshit, bullshit information. Yeah. Like, well, how about you just, you know, no one got fat eating fruit. So, you know, like don't eat candy and like eat some fruit. It's interesting how like the market of everything is yeah developed in that way because I feel like it's gotten so like specific and like everyone has this magic answer that now heads are starting to turn to the person that's like super simple and it's just well, like, yeah, that's yeah well it's funny you eat fruit now. every day and you're probably going to be healthier than you were well, that's also yesterday a, a yeah. sign of like as a society like how fucked it is like oh man what do i do i need to lose weight or what do i need to do for diet or nutrition it's like oh, okay so the the stuff the store that's uh that's like food like that's what you're gonna eat yeah. <laughs> you're like the real food yeah like you know how like they like some stuff comes in boxes and then some stuff doesn't like eat the stuff that doesn't yeah just shop on the edge of the store <laughs> like that you know like, exactly actually shop shop on the c of the store the store there's like a c yeah. right you walk in the vegetables <laughs> and then it goes to the meat and then just walk out that way yeah. don't go any yep. farther than that just continue continue just on. go through that red lane if you need to go grab a bag of rice or something you know maybe go snag a quick go grab a fucking yeah. quick bag of fucking jasmine or whatever the fuck but yeah it's but just yeah. like it's all you have to do. picture it's picture. really simple yeah the dude. c the classic we need to make a we need to make something with that the c of uh, success the c of success the c, c of success, success. grocery store shopping it needs to be a real and it's like okay picture this uh you live on a farm and you guys have a garden yeah all right all right now what now what are you eating for your meals well, that's probably what that's probably what you want to do i'm gonna do a reel of know. that i'm gonna do a reel of that or if unless dylan wants to take it you can do it we can <laughs> do, see if, do a c of success first. reel just walk into a grocery store like uh Carnivore MD style and just fucking walk in there and be like, here's the C, the C, the C. Well, you got, you got to remember the success starts with C. Success starts with C. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to be more clear. Yeah. That makes total sense. <laughs> Do you find it hard with your clients to teach them patience? And if so, how do you kind of do that? Mm. Yeah. That's a, uh... Cause when people jump on board with something they're they expect changes really fast. And the first thing I'll tell them is that first of all, there's going to be an adaptation period where things are probably going to suck a little more than you're used to. Yeah. Like, so if you're expecting, yeah, if you're expecting progress to blow up right away, then that's the wrong perception to have. You need to be ready for like, Oh, my body hurts. This is really hard. What the fuck is going on? If you can get through that phase, which is typically like the first month, then you'll start to get in rhythm things will start to feel better but if you expect this huge blow up in like the first few weeks and then you get in and that adaptation phase hits and you like pretty much the opposite's happening right out of the gate then you, there's a lot of panic that happens with that i get a lot of messages like i don't know what's going on blah, blah, blah. but talking like i said earlier being able to talk athletes down that or off that ledge and just being like this is all supposed to be happening this is fine and the athletes that actually have trust in that are the ones that always make really good progress the ones that are like this is ridiculous i don't know what's happening i'm way too fatigued i'm like you're training you should be fatigued like a lot of people i know listen to your body is really important but in order to adapt you have to put your body in a place to where it is in a situation where it has to change. So if you're going to the gym and you feel beat up, 
you could either adapt to that or you could be like, okay, I need an off day. I need to relax a little bit. This hurts. Right. Mm. And the moment you give into that, that, that adaptation is never going to happen. So once you get to that phase where like shit hurts and you're beat down, that's a magical place where you need to just push through because all that progress you're waiting for is on the other side. And if you just jump away from it and give yourself some air, then you're never really going to get to where you want to be. Like that's the hard part with weightlifting is if you want to make that progress and you want to really get to that level, you know, you can get to, you have to be ready to do shit. You really don't want to do. Yeah. You got to find, you got to find comfort and discomfort. Clip that. That's the clip right there. That was a good clip. Nice. Collab on that one. (laughs) There you go. I don't know. Well, let us collab on posts. I don't know what happened to our Instagram. I've also seen other people talking about this, but we can't collab on posts right now. I haven't been here for a while. I don't know what's going on with that. All right. Don't we? Shit like that. what's your take on the current state of weightlifting okay so dean and i've talked about sometimes like actually just the other day we're talking about it we also might be just sounding jaded sometimes because we're not as involved like we've been doing it for so long exactly so i mean what what i mean by that is this like it feels as though in the past you know couple months that um or i don't even know how long and this this perception that you know weightlifting in general is i don't want to say uh like shrinking or no one cares but do you think that weightlifting is growing like at the rate it was say six or seven years ago like around me anyway i feel like actually like powerlifting is and strong like there's more powerlifting meets close to me or i feel like i hear about it more like people at the gym are more excited about like powerlifting than weight the gyms that were holding yeah. that weightlifting meets are now holding powerlifting meets right um yeah. i used to, at, at my gym there was before there was a group of people six seven people would come down and follow a weightlifting program every single day now there's a group of 12 people that are down there doing powerlifting every single day right yeah. now i don't know if that's that's also because i see that 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 shit like that's my perception but that's also talking about like in one specific facility. So my question to you is like, do you kind of feel like that's going on also, or is that just uh, in me? Or a PWA no. thing, are we seeing less action in the PWA? I don't know. I definitely agree. And I feel like that's in part because weightlifting has kind of lost its identity almost. When I got into weightlifting, the main goal was to get good at weightlifting, was to get stronger right. and lift more weights. And everyone was always trying to do that. But since the social media blow up and stuff like that, now people are just trying to be relatable online. When they have a bad workout, they're going to post about that. Like, it's okay. I had a bad workout. So people can relate to that. So they don't feel as bad about it. So like with all that stuff flowing in, I feel like weightlifting is kind of lost. Like it's hard it's nature. It's become something that's not hard to do anymore. So it's like less, it has less value because it's gotten to this point to where like, oh, you can have bad days. You don't have to make progress. You can just float through the sport and still be a weightlifter when Mm. it used to not be like that. It used to be like, if you're not a session, no one knows who the fuck you are. Right. Yeah. So everyone was like, I have to get good at this so I can be validated and feel that value. But now it's like, I can get that without actually getting good at weightlifting. I can just get really good at relating to people. Well, then we got down like that. Then we got people, you know that were just getting popular that never competed. I know that's always kind of been a thing, but then you got like, you know, then you got people that are just constantly posting and they're not even ever doing meets for whatever reasons. And you're just like, what's the point at that point? Like you've already got the validation you want from your peers online. Like why even do the meets? And then I think that just snowballs and other people see that. And then they, you know, it just kind of turns into this thing where that never was really ever that wasn't a thing at one point, right? People weren't lifting without yeah. fucking competing because that's insanity because it's the worst yeah. fucking thing ever. And the only fucking joy is the competition. <laughs> like at a yeah. certain point, right? You're three, four, five years into a sport and you're like, I'm not doing this anymore if I'm not going to compete because this right. is awful. And like I base my entire life around this sport because you can't just like be good at weightlifting and then go fucking play pickup basketball and golf with your buddies no. because it's going to fuck up your training the next day, right? So it's like, living your life in this weightlifting bubble like it takes like full dedication and i feel like that that's not like what people are doing anymore people want to be more of like a regular person and then like do weightlifting it's like well that doesn't you're never going to get good at weightlifting like that yeah yeah and i feel like people are like shifting away from being that like dog weightlifter to going to like someone who lifts weights because that's they're going to be able to relate to people they're going to be able to feel that community aspect a little more if they do that, just because there's way more people that are people that lift weights than there are weightlifters. 
you know, and I don't know, you know, cause and effect here or whatever, but talking about the other day, I was like, man, I really feel like Bill Andrews, uh, you know, I don't know if he's just uh, insightful and saw the writing on the wall. And, you know, I know that there is a handful of people who weren't happy with them, but I'll well, tell you jump ship. Well, too, I'll right? tell you this night. I think 95% of people were happy with them. And then there's the loud minority. Anyway, the point is when he came on as a CEO of USA weightlifting was at the beginning of this wave and of growth and everything. And then he left about a year ago. And since he left, it's, I feel like there's been this real downshift in things. Now, if that's because he did, so I really like him and think he did great. He feels a friend. Well, I think you can only judge people off your personal the, experiences. So. Yeah. So I don't know if yeah. it's, he's, I don't know if I'm willing to say that he's the reason or, you know, or helped facilitate the growth. And then since he's been gone, something, something he was doing, is missing in some degree yeah. with USA weightlifting. But yeah, I'll tell you, you, can, I'll, I'll tell you what, over the last year, it just feels like USA weightlifting just kind of fucking lost fell, its fell, off its, the, fell off the map, lost the like wind. The, it's like the, sales, boat, right? the boat's still in the ocean, but the wind's not, you know, pushing it around where it needs to go. Right. Exactly. And I feel yeah. like you guys have probably experienced this with like building up caffeine and kilos and stuff. Like there's these phases where you feel like you're having this growth and like you have all this momentum and you're pushing. And then there's those phases where it just feels like you're almost trying to just stay where you are. And then yeah. it's like these yeah. shifts back and forth. And I feel yeah. like right now USA weightlifting is in that phase where it's like, we just need to stay where we are. There's like, not, you don't feel that energy being put into it. Right. Uh, yeah. You feel like there's a spark empty almost. And maybe yeah. that is, maybe that is empty. Something. That's the word. Yeah. Maybe that is something to fill, you know, like he definitely, you know, push things along and got things done, you know, however people feel about him, you know? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and, yeah. Like there's a lot of meets happening. There's a lot of big groups of people getting together, going to meets. Yes. There's going to be problems with, you know, logistics on that and getting like, you know, proper judge. Like there's a million things that go with putting on that many meets that often and this and that, but like people were having fun. People were going, the, it was exciting. You know, the point, the point is that, you know, in, in uh, not that long, but 10 years ago, you know, you're talking about national championships and the fucking skating rink. Right. And yeah. then, you, yeah. you know, and then over the next period of time, it completely shifted to ballrooms that were overflowing with five fucking platforms. Right. Yeah. In Vegas yeah. and in Vegas. At right. The Mirage. You and know, now the and then now everything I feel like is kind of getting pulled back down a little bit. But it's not trickling down to the local level. No one's doing fucking local meets anymore. No one. I've noticed <laughs> like, what the hell happened like, to that? Time. Like. What's the PWA doing? Like, where? What happened with Paul and Kevin? Like, I don't know. I need to like talk to somebody. Yeah, we should probably just call him. I need to call him. Like, do like, what's going on? Are you guys like done? Like, or maybe I'm just like so. Disconnected. Maybe they are doing them. We just don't see them. But like, I don't hear about them. I used to. Why am I not? Seeing I used to hear about them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also like, you know, I don't know. I just feel sad for it because I like that was like the most important thing was like those local meets, the local scene. Yeah, I feel like the, yeah. What I think is like I see that what I've noticed the biggest change in is the local scene. I don't know if it's like state countrywide or a state issue, but like it just feels like it just doesn't exist anymore. And so everybody's just training for these like fucking made up national meets now that aren't national meets. They're just fucking, you know, uh, participation trophy meets. And it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like everybody's just like only doing those. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I got, you know, I got a. Uh, you know, I got AO three and, you know, like seven months. So, you know, I just, just trained for that. You know, it's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Huh? I think part of the big reason for that is because you've probably seen like the hike in entry fees recently, but like the no, I haven't. Of what's... Can you talk about that? I, I haven't because I haven't, you know, I just haven't been signing yeah. up. Like, what are the fees now? Like, what is this? There's registration, which is 175 for tip, like AO meets and stuff like that. But if you don't sign up by a deadline, it jumps to $375. Jesus. Oh to get, yeah, to get into a meet. And with that price increase, there hasn't necessarily been a quality in- increase to follow that. No, the quality wasn't, it like, like, wasn't it like fucking sixty dollars? Well, the, the quality yeah, increase the, the quality increase happened earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. The quality increase happened at the lower prices, and then the yeah, yeah, three hundred dollars hike in volume of like lifters that were doing these meets because like ten years ago you had like hundred and twenty people at nationals. Now you have like a thousand. So right. you saw this massive blow up in the volume of athletes. And that's when we saw that kind of boom and the quality of the meats increase. And now there's an increase in the price of signups, but there's no quality increase that's following that. So I feel like just trying to get excited about these meats, knowing they're more expensive, travels harder, hotels are yeah. booked out because there's a ton of people going. 
and there's 1600 people at a meet like there was at the Arnold last year, but there's yeah. 10 warm up platforms. People are on top of each other. The sessions are crazy. The TVs aren't working, stuff like, like there's things that could be improved with the extra money that's coming in with these price increases, but it's just not happening. So I think that's why the excitement's kind of dying down. They do have, I don't know this for sure, but I assume since the price has gone up so much, there's members paying membership fees. There are opportunities to put a little more money into the mm -hmm. meets, make it more exciting for the athletes. But I just feel like that bridge hasn't been crossed yet. And that's why the excitement's kind of dying down. So well, here's like my recommendation for you to say what the value is. It's like, where's your money going now? Here's my, here's, see where it goes. here's my recommendation. So I understand the money situation. They're trying to, cause here's the deal. It's like, oh, we charge more, you make more money. You let more people in, you make more money, right? But then the problem is the quality of the meets and the quality of the lifting. And if everybody and everybody, if it's easier to qualify for these other meets, then people are going to be focusing on that and doing less local meets, which by the way is backwards. Like the only way to get good at competing is by fucking competing. And just like train, train through a meet, treat it like a max out day. Like go, you gotta do these fucking meets. The point is, I understand from the you know, organizational standpoint, okay, more people, more higher fees, more money, we can use that money for a lot of good, you know, athlete stipends or whatever the fuck, right. But you could still find other ways to do that and encourage you need this, you need this grassroots, you need this local, you need the local scene, you need people to do local meets, because that's how people get exposed to it. And that's how, that's how you get excited. And that's dude. how you get people excited. I couldn't excited. wait to do the fucking Tom yeah. Kono. I couldn't wait yeah. to do the fucking Lincoln and, High in the fucking classroom. Like, because all the shit I used to watch growing up, that's, like that's what that's these what, guys were lifting. And I'm like, this is fucking cool. I'd rather lift in a I'd rather lift in a classroom looking at desks with fucking seven people in there than lift at fucking American Open. Well, that's like, what's I gonna had way more sport, fun doing yeah. that than I did those that the big meets. That's know, what's like, that's what's gonna grow the sport. It's gonna you're gonna grow the sport more. Those local meets are where the sport grows because anyone can do them. There's a buy, you don't feel like you have to no be pedestal, so good. some bullshit price tag. You're there to get better, right? So what what USA weightlifting should do is they need to actually increase the um, the minimum standards in order for people to qualify, right? Have less people at those meets. Well, then what are you gonna do about all that money, man? All that money is coming in. Well, you can work that out. You just, okay, local competitions, encourage people to local competitions, but every entry from a local competition, $5 of it goes to USA Weightlifting. So then yeah. the local competitions are only $5 more. It's not this huge price increase. Yeah, they can just increase. add that to their price and no one's going to give a shit. And no one will even notice instead of yeah. instead of whatever, instead of $80, it's 85 or whatever the fuck, you know? And then so USA Weightlifting can still collect funds through that route. And then, uh, and then that's how they could, you know, subsidize that. And then also by having less people at these big national meets that you're going to have more people doing local meets. Right. And then, yeah. so it all, it all works out. And then more people doing local meets means that more people are going to just be involved in weightlifting and grow the sport that way, grow through those grassroots. It's like yeah. they got to a certain point of so many people doing it. And then it has gotten this thing of, okay, well, how can we get the most amount of, I understand. It'll turn into a business. At, well, at one point which it was it, which like it is a business it needs to survive. Well, th there's the thought of which I I don't think is wrong inherently. There's a thought of people trad like doing a you know quote national level meet or regional level meet like the AO series will get them excited about weightlifting and really get them like you know give them that kind of. Ex experience of of doing a national meet but at a lower uh, level it's wrong. And, well, that may be true. That may be true. It may not, mm. but it may be true. However. That does nothing for the person who is starting off and now is like shooting for that as their goal. That doesn't, that doesn't make people want to do more local meets, which is what really gets people hooked, nope. right? You get people hooked doing local meets and then they have this aspiration. They can aspire to qualify for these meets. Yeah. Like yeah. I know when I first started, it was, here's the plan. Here's the goal. All right. We're going to bust our ass. We're going to qualify for the American open. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go there. We're just going to have fun. And then we're going to qualify for nationals. We're going to go have fun. Then we're going back to the American Open. And we're going to try and, you know, we're going to try and podium there. And you know, then we're going to go back to nationals, place top 10. You know, it was like kind of this, you know, stair yeah. step pattern of climbing this ladder. Now, with the way things are, I would have qualified for one of the regional meets like 
after, you know, a handful of local meets. And instead of doing, you know, six local meets a year, like trying to get better at this thing and hone this craft, it would have been like, oh yeah, well, I don't want to, you know, just fucked up the whole plan. No, it's like, oh yeah, I got to stay healthy for fucking AO series. Like lowering the bar, lowering (laughs) the bar so more people can do it. That's what happens. It's terrible. That's what happens. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say, people are attracted to value. Yeah. Yeah. People want... God damn to it, feel like that. what they're doing is like hard to do and they want with instant like these ra- AO series yeah with these AO series meets it's like anyone can do it I mean not anyone like you still have to qualify like it's very attainable it's very attainable through. yes yeah and Instead when of like- I started it was nationals AO both have pretty it. high entry totals and yeah. you had to make that happen and the but Arnold now it's like totals. yeah and the Arnold but it? now it's like mm-hmm. If anyone can do that, why would I want to do it? Right, right. what's happening? Exactly. Yeah, Goddamn. yeah, yeah. And no, that's I, the. Effect. I also think it comes with entitlement. So, like, I think, and like Coop said, I'm gonna call you Coop. Like Cooper said before on on social media, it's sexier to say you're a national lifter on Instagram and just wait for that one meet rather than doing ten local meets first. No one, like, yeah. it's not as sexy to say that. Oh, I'm doing a local meet in fucking tennessee this weekend no one's well, gonna can, be like well you cool. went from like you went from like having to train to like three to three to four years like of like hard six day a week kind of training to even like scrape the level of like making like an ao you know to yeah. now where you can do like weightlifting for like a year if you're also, in like a yeah. niche weight class you can probably yeah. go to a series meet if you like do a hardcore weightlifting for like a year like i'm talking like full program Let's say a year and a half. If you can qualify for one of those meetings. Well, I think like, you get back to people kind of not being all in it. Like Dylan was talking about earlier, right? Like getting kind of softer and people, it's not as hard nosed a thing. It's just kind of this thing I do on the side. Well, so you can do it as this thing on the side and qualify for these meets. Right. Yeah. And you, you know, whereas really athletic CrossFitter and go yeah. do a local meet, hit an AO entry total and bam, you get to have the blue yeah. jacket refs, you get the lights, well, you get and the same, you, like all when you go there, you go there and you're like, oh, this is it. And you kind of feel a little bit like, oh, I made it. And that could be it, you know, and like maybe that's maybe that satisfies a lot of people, you know, whereas if that if it is a little bit harder, you know, then you to get to that level of satisfaction, you know, it's maybe drives you more. The higher the bar, the more it drives it's struggling. You like, like Dylan said, yeah. very, it's struggling with an identity issue. It doesn't know, like, if it's prestigious or not anymore. Right. It's kind of like this. Right. Like It used to be this very sacred thing where it felt like a real like it is a real Olympic sport. But you know what I mean? Like, it felt like this, like special group of people go to this top level and compete in the rest of the people in their in their country i think it sucks because i fucking but like that's what got so many people in love weightlifting i love usa weightlifting and it's like that's why this is frustrating well then then you go to but then you go to their instagram i'm sure dylan's got opinion on this you go to their instagram page you don't even know what the fuck is what is this like what is this page like what is that what am i looking at like i haven't seen a lifting video in in six weeks (laughs) Yeah. Like how are you gonna have a I fucking mean, Instagram page with no fucking ready lifting on? It? Yeah, it's just like, oh, their last three posts were like promoting a protein bar or something. Like we want to see what like posts repost like Nathan Dameron's clean and jerks, repost any Anything. good lifters, Anything. like post training videos, post what people are doing in comp, like get pay for a photographer or like a high quality camera or camera person to go to a meet, take really good videos, get a media person to put together reels to where it goes into the algorithm and we get things flowing. But right now it's just like pictures of an official and they're like, welcome, blah, blah, blah to the team. Like, that's not what people want to see. People want to see. How about post post videos of instruction? How about instructional content? You don't have to do that. Just give me some video of art of the people that it's already out there of people that are at the top of your sport, lifting in their gym and just resharing it on your page for Christ's sake. Like that's basically that's what it. all the, that's what all the other countries are doing essentially. Right. They, they might be government yeah. funded, like getting this footage or whatever, but who cares? Like, so as you say, wait, lifting. Do I mean like, like the video, like it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, just do that. Like, and I, and I understand, I understand that they're like a, uh, you know, an Olympic or, and they have to be very inclusive, but it's like, I, I see more posts about like the current political opinion or inclusive opinion thing. And like, I think those are important things, but it's like, that's all, if that's all you're posting, like on this like platform for the sport, it's like, just, there's no, there's no content. It's just like, I don't know. It just yeah, feels like a virtue signaling a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was like scrolling through my Instagram feed 
and like a post caught my eye and it was from you. So weightlifting. Like I don't. Have that it didn't, hit, didn't hit my feet. Well, I don't think it. Yeah, it doesn't even go in my feet anymore because there was nothing yeah. ever to like. And even the stuff, you know, and I'm, you know, and yeah, we have a, a relationship and we do pay for like sponsorships for meets and stuff like that. But it's like even the stuff they kind of make for us, it's just kind of like not great. No, I'm saying yeah. It's worse than not great. yeah, it's worse than not great. It's, it's like, what do you mean? Even, like, it's not even good. How is anybody ever going to get excited about this like thing that we're sponsoring? When the, this is like the graphic you're going to post, like seven people are going to see this and it's like going to disappear and no one's going to do it. Right. Yeah. Like get it shit like together. They could, if they just had a good media team that could, I mean, they don't even need that. They just need someone on their team that knows how Instagram works and just be like, yes. here's, just, a, yes. here's a video let's i know what to do with this video now, now download Maybe. a reshare download a free reshare app yeah yeah and fucking reshare this shit i want tips i want to have you seen just reach out reach out to a coach reach out to a, a reach out to a, a, any whatever level level three level two coach and just be like hey uh send us a can you send us a little video from your cell phone of you like giving someone a tip yeah that's it then, like that's Put the little subtitles over there the algorithm loves those, it. and just send it off Man, you have to do. people would love, I would like that. Like people would like that. It'd be a good thing. It'd be something that actually helps the sport. You tip know? of the day, USAW post tip, weightlifting videos. Tip of the week, man. Like, I post a weightlifting video. Have you seen Uzbekistan's They can hit, hit a yeah, PR by the end of the year. Yeah, it's like all our drive in the gym, just like snatching 200 kilos and just all these sick lifts. And then you look at ours and it's just, we got sponsored by Hi. some tape company. Go yeah. follow them and like their posts. It's like yeah, yeah. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows that Captain Kills is the best weightlifting tape anyway. And yeah. so well, talk about just wasting the post. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking yeah, wasting time. Wasting a post. Wasting everybody. The, uh, yeah, they're not gonna buy that. They're gonna go get CK gonna get a CK tape. The, the um, good shit. Do you use thumb tape, Dylan? You don't use thumb tape. I don't. No. Yeah. Unless I'd say either you do or you're such don't. a man. Either you do yeah. or you're dumb. Unless I unless you're I dumb. tear and then you I'll have just big around and you have big hands. I have like long skinny fingers, so I can hook yeah. it down. So like you're good. Finger, so it's yeah. never been an issue for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, makes sense. I just saw Dean heated. I haven't seen Dean heated in a while. I loved that. Just oh, kidding. I haven't eaten yet today and fucking, <laughs> you know, I haven't got, eaten also, yet. I've got the sweatshirt on and it's hot in here. It's like, hot in I'm, here. I'm hot in a t-shirt. I'm just, I, I, these are things I've been frustrated about for a long time. And this is shit that we talk it's about here. Valve. And we got a good guest on to talk about this stuff. But we, we, we haven't had like a super specific weightlifting guest in a in you know a few you know a few pods. So it was like good to get somebody that knows and it's been around for a long time. Like people may not know, but Dylan's been around for fucking. So he was like, you know, 18, 17, 18 years old. How old were you when you first started like lifting on the scene, like Cal Strength? Like you were, or no with that with Mash, Mash, yeah, Mash, Mash, yeah, with Mash. I was sixteen. Yeah, yeah sixteen. You're how old now? Uh, turning twenty six tomorrow. Yeah, it's been fucking ten years, dude. Like, and yeah, we've seen you through that ten years, right? Like, we've seen you from the mesh days to now, and you know, you've been around as long as we have, and, and you know, just different way. But I said, hey, man, we just need we needed what cast on here knows weightlifting, got long fingers and a shitty mustache, you know, and finally, <laughs> all everything converges, you know, and we can just get into it. I, I have the uh, short, I have big palms, but then short fingers. Oh so yeah, sausage fingers. I have to wear large gloves and stuff because my hands won't fit. Like my fingers are long enough for like large gloves, but like when it comes to barbells, like my palm is like you have so big. big. Palm. I have a big palm. Look at you that. got that OJ Simpson problem, dude. The long yeah, palm. Yeah, dude. You got a long palm. You have a long palm. I just have little hands. I just got small hands in general. There's like little girls. So I have to use the tape. I have to use the tape. Tiny hands, tiny song. I want to play a devil's advocate for a second for Coop here. You uh, said before that there's no more dogs in this shit and there's just people who like lifting weights. Isn't that easier for people who actually want to compete though? Like, isn't it, I know it doesn't progress the sport, but isn't it easier to get where you want to go now with not as much competition? Yeah. It's yeah. way easier. That's why it just has less value. That's why it's not as cool. True, because true. Like, the stuff that's easier to do is like, it's really easy to run a 15 minute mile. But if you tell someone you ran a 15 minute mile, they're going to be like, okay like they're not mm. gonna be like oh that's sick if you tell someone you ran a six minute mile they're gonna be like damn that's decent but that's yes, like I'm, if I'm you good. want to have value in this you have to try to be good you have to do things that are impressive and then you can like really feel what you're trying to get out of the sport but if you're just going about it in a way to where i don't need to make progress i'm fine like it's easy to just go into the gym and lift weights sometimes like, yeah, you'll make some friends. You'll, you could get kind of popular on social media, but you're never going to feel like that gratification that real progress gives you. We need, we need, man, 
we need it back. We need people smoking cigarettes, yelling at each other. Like we need yeah. to get the weightlifting. It's just not just you know, him. It's, you like, know it's funny though. The whole culture. There's gyms all over the country. We're like, I know we're like we've been running along a little long on time, but it's like, I feel like once like the, not that I actually cared about it or gave a shit about it, but like once the 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 uh, the fucking what's it called imploded the uh, on site. Um, program for usaw what the fuck's it called oh yeah the olympic training center yeah the otc once the otc kind of imploded and like disappeared like i feel like it's just been a steady slow like uh decline in like uh like value to be like a top lifter right like, I, as much as yeah. like if we didn't care about it as like consumers we didn't give a shit really about it i feel like like there was people some of our at like you know athletes and people posting stuff there but like Everybody thought it was kind of, I don't know. It just wasn't as exciting as like the cow strength videos and all that other shit, right? Like yeah. they would post, but it wasn't like people weren't like super stoked on it. But now that it's gone, you're kind of like, man, like actually that was kind of important. Funny thing is, yeah. since actually in the most recent years, though, we've been performing the best at international meets. So for sure. But out. for sure. But it's those same people that are still around. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like the old yeah. dogs in the fight, you know, and like. There is some new up and comers, but it's like, then then they usually yeah. quit. Like the younger ones, right? They don't like they're not sticking it out as long. Sure, we are wrapping this go. up. Uh, where can people find you there, Dylan? Uh, Dozer dot wl on Instagram. Find me there. All my stuff's there. I'm pretty much only on Instagram. So Dozer dot wl. You'll see us every once in a while. Like post some fun tips uh, from Dylan on our page. He does a good job with those. We really uh, love what you're doing, buddy. And uh, yeah, just keep doing you, man. Yeah.